0: Go Redskins fans, welcome back to another episode of Rated Redskins Radio. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about the upcoming free agent period and as most people already know, free agency opens up Sunday afternoon and the Redskins actually have a pretty good list this year of needs. Now I know that a lot of these needs can be taken care of in the draft, but it's always interesting to look at what kind of veteran replacements you can kind of, you know, maybe come up with to try to better the team. And with Ron Rivera coming in and them having you know this much salary cap space, you know, it'd be really interesting to see how this all turns out. Now, the Redskins currently have just a shade under 62 million dollars to spend um, as far as the cap is concerned. Now, mind you, I said just as of now because you have to keep in mind that they also have the, the contract of Trent Williams that they're dealing with right now. They're probably going to end up trading Trent, and that's going to alleviate another 12 and a half million for the cap which would bring them to about 73, maybe almost 74. Keep in mind that they still have to pay some of their own guys, Brandon Sheriff, Eric Flowers. And I'm pretty sure they're probably going to have having to give Quentin Dunbar a new contract. It's all about, you know, the, the timing at this point. They're probably going to open up a little bit more money when they give Ryan Kerrigan a new deal, which it's already pretty much been said that he's going to be given an extension. And, of course, the Brandon Sheriff news about him getting the franchise tag, at least. But more than likely, they're going to work a long-term deal out, which is what I've already stated in a a previous video. But uh, Adam Schefter actually came out and said that a couple days ago. I didn't report it because it's the same thing that I thought as well. But at this point right now, before the draft, the Redskins have some needs. I would say tight end, safety, corner. You know, you could even make an argument to say wide receiver. Also, linebacker could be a position that the Redskins could look to try to better this year. When you move to a 4-3, sometimes things get shuffled around. You know, all they have is edge rushers right now that are set for the 3-4. A lot of those guys will transition into defensive ends, but some of them will be left without a position and it'll be it'll be interesting to see what exactly they do with them. Guys like Ryan Anderson. That said, I thought I'd take a look at a few guys that I thought would be, you know, interesting people to bring in for the Redskins. Now I know most people are going to say, okay, I don't want to spend a lot of money at that position, but everybody should pay attention to the quarterback spot because Case Keenum and Colt McCoy both are free agents. They are gone. They're not coming back more than likely. And that leaves Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith as the only two quarterbacks on the roster. Now, keeping in mind that Alex Smith may never play football again, even though he wants to, there really isn't any guarantee that he'll even be cleared to to even practice as far as getting into contact or anything like that. So looking at the free agent field, I can tell you that there's quite a few quarterbacks that are going to be floating around in free agency this year. Now, in my opinion... There's really not a lot of quality there. But of course, you have to look at the fact that backups are backups. You know, they're the guys that you're going to bring in in case you're in an emergency. But I've also heard the terminology is you're only good as, you know, your backup quarterback. Of course, that's also a Joe Gibbs thought pattern. And everybody knows that Joe Gibbs won three different Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. In my opinion, two names stand out above just, you know, everyday run-of-the-mill guys or maybe just a a guy that you take in the draft as a developmental project. But two names stand out above the rest of them is Teddy Bridgewater and Marcus Mariota. Now, I feel like we could probably get Mariota on the cheap. And when I say on the cheap, I mean, you know, a a small, low-tier kind of one- to two-year deal, trying to see what exactly he's going to do in the game as it, it rolls forward. He could be a decent backup, He's also only 26 years old, and this would kind of be his maybe his last, one of his last chances to be able to, to get to the next level. He'll be, in my opinion, hopefully not taking that many snaps because Haskins will be doing his thing. And the other guy is Teddy Bridgewater. Now, Bridgewater, honestly, I don't know if he would really be interested in us because I feel like after all this time that Teddy is probably going to want something that says starter. Or a job that has more uptake to it where he'll have more than just a one-year stop gap if something, if, you know, if the if the offense isn't right underneath Dwayne Haskins and the team maybe wants to go with Teddy for a year before they give it back to Dwayne under Rivera. I just, you know, I, I just don't see Teddy wanting to go into a situation that's worse than what he already had in New Orleans. Now, I know that Taysom Hill is down there and that they have to do something to move forward because both of them needed contracts. But I feel like Bridgewater are probably looking for at least 15-plus a year, maybe more. And the Redskins are probably not going to be wanting to pay that for a guy that might quite possibly be the backup. I don't know. My opinion is, though, those are the two names to keep you know in your brain if, if they do go out and try to grab somebody that's in the market. Otherwise, they may just try to grab one of the lower-tier guys. And as I stated before, there's not a whole lot of talent on this list. There is a couple of older guys like uh, Josh McCown is on the list. I believe um, Tannehill's on the list. I believe Fitzpatrick is somewhere on there. The next position I think the Redskins might actually try to attack would be the tight end position. And we already have a little bit of movement this offseason with Greg Olson signing with Seattle And Washington made a bid on him, but it isn't really all that surprising. He signed on with the Seahawks. He went over to play with Russell Wilson. You can't really, you know, blame the guy at 35. He wants to take a shot at winning a title one more time. Now, with the news in the last few days that Hunter Henry is, in fact, going to be franchise tagged, it kind of cuts the market out a little bit as far as tight ends go. And it leaves me with just a few names. But the main two names here are going to be Austin Hooper and Eric Ebron. Now, I already previously did a video on Hooper and the rest of these guys, but I could automatically say that Hooper is going to be a little bit pricey for what he's brought to the field thus far. But he's probably the best player also in this tight end crop that we actually have this year to pick from. Now, somebody's going to overpay for this guy, and hopefully he pans out. I got a feeling that Washington's going to make a bid for him, but I don't believe that they're going to overpay to the point of being, you know, making you gasp now it doesn't take much to reset the tight end market at this point i'm honestly here to say that it's already getting ready to be reset anyway with travis kelsey getting ready to get a new deal he is you know currently the top guy with 9.3 a year i believe is what the total is there and he signed that in 2014 or 15 so i expect him to, to go ahead and shatter that mark that's already there But uh, Hooper is going to probably own this. He's going to reset this market for at least a year or so, maybe even just a few months before the next guy gets his deal. Maybe Zach Ertz breaks it. Who knows? Whoever gets the next deal will break it after Hooper. But Hooper is going to reset the market at tight ends. Somewhere around five years, $50 somewhere around that area. One thing to remember, he hasn't had a 1,000-yard season yet, but he was also on a very – rich offense with a whole lot of wide receivers and Julio Jones and I mean just weapons galore I feel like the next best option after Hooper is probably Eric Ebron and he's kind of a little bit cheaper but at the same time if you take a look at how many games he's played and the numbers he's put up you see why he's only a year older than Hooper but he has missed a substantial amount of games with by you know due to injury his market value is, you know, like four years, $30 million. And whoever signs this guy is going to get a pretty good tight end, but just one that you're not sure if he can stay healthy or not. And that's a setback in my eyes as far as what you would pick and what you wouldn't pick. I would have rather had a choice between Henry and Hooper, but the choice is probably going to come down between Hooper and Ebron. A couple other names to take a look at, Tyler Eifert. he's 29. You know, he's probably can be had on the cheap. I don't know if the Redskins are looking to add a couple of guys in free agency. Uh, they also may want to take a look at Jimmy Graham, who is actually 33 years old, coming off a, a decent season with the Packers, as somebody that would be a two, manager not somebody that would be our number one. Um, a couple of other guys that are maybe developmental thoughts, Jacob Hollister from Seattle and Blake Jarwin from the Cowboys are both you know out in the market. Now, I spoke a little bit about the uh, the Redskins offensive line at the beginning of the video, but I wanted to touch on it a little bit here. You know, I feel like their top priorities could lie on the line this year as far as, you know, where a lot of this money is going to go. But Eric Flowers and Brandon Sheriff. Now, Sheriff is going to get, obviously, is going to get the, the tag if he doesn't get a, a deal done. But the the object there is to get a long-term but Flowers, the thought, what if Flowers doesn't re-sign with us? I don't know if anybody's ever really put the, the, the thought on this. And most people have probably thought, what if we don't sign him? But what if he doesn't want to sign with us? What if he, in fact, turns and goes to Cleveland and signs with Bill Callahan? That's the guy who gave him a chance for resurgence. That's the guy you know, who gave him another shot or a shot to move in. You know, maybe he goes over there. Maybe Cleveland is in line to hand him a little bit more money than Washington is willing to. If that happens, the Redskins should go after Joe Tooney. It should be that way. It should come down to just the way I just said it right there. If they decide to go after Eric Flowers, the Redskins should chase Tooney immediately. Tooney's 27, he's had 74 starts through four seasons, he started in three Super Bowls, had over 5,000 snaps played, which equals out to 99% of the time he's played in the games he's been in. He's dependable, he's reliable, he's productive, zero penalties last year, 27 years old, and was second team All-Pro last season. I mean, you know, I don't really know why the Patriots don't pay him, but my guess is because they got to pay the other guard on the other side to keep him. Other things to think about, I know that Ron Rivera may end up wanting to bring some guys with him. Daryl Williams, he's a right tackle, played with Carolina last year. Greg Van Roten, he's another guy to take a look at a guard. Um, uh, Van Roten is actually 30, but those are guys to take a look at as far as guys that are just maybe plug-in kind of backups and I think Williams could be our swing tackle. Two names to maybe jump out on the pages to you: Matt Scora from uh, center from the uh, Baltimore Ravens. He's actually only 27 years old, and Jack Conklin, right tackle from the Tennessee Titans. You know, I actually made a video a few days back and talked about Conklin quite a bit, and I'll point out to the fact, as I did in that video, that Conklin played left tackle in college. And I believe the only reason why he's playing right tackle now is because Taylor Lewan is already playing left tackle for them and is already an all-pro left tackle. Somebody else pointed out that when Lewan had some issues, I believe was getting suspended and maybe some injuries, that Conklin actually moved to the left side and did well. Now Conklin is going to get big bucks. And it's going to look like he's getting overpaid before the CBA gets a chance to reset itself in a year and a half or maybe even half a year. But he's young, 26, he's already been on the All-Pro team in his career as well, and he's somebody that would sure up either side of the line, whatever we put him at. If we were to take Conklin and just put him at right tackle and get something else at left tackle, we would have an improvement immediately, because Morgan Moses shouldn't even be on the team anymore. You know, One thing I can say about Morgan is he is a warrior. He doesn't miss games. He does miss blocks and he does hold though. Sadly, Anthony Costanzo told Indianapolis earlier this week that he's going to come back and play with them for another year. I was thinking he could be an option at left tackle, but that's drying up faster than we could probably have done it. There are a couple of older options out there, Andrew Whitworth from the, from the uh, Rams, we could maybe get him. He's 38 years old. I mean, Jason Peters is floating out there. I mean, the the uh, the left tackle market is really thin. Kelvin Beachum from from the uh, from the Jets and I mean, they're looking to move on for him. That should tell you something. A team, you know, in a jet situation, looking to move on from a left tackle, that should tell you he's not that good. The team does have Jerron Christian still. And I know that everybody said, well, that was supposed to have been Trent's replacement. You know, when we drafted him, he was the guy that actually made Trent, I think, jealous or made Trent start to think that he was getting ready to be replaced, you know. And all of a sudden now Trent, had, you know, had a problem with what his contract was just two years after signing one. But anyway, looking at a couple of other positions that I know the Redskins need to improve at, uh, safety jumps out immediately. I don't know what's going to happen with Monte Nicholson, but I do know that Carolina used to like to run a lot of three safety set. So if that happens, they're going to be looking to add a safety no matter what. And in my opinion, the best person for our situation would be Trey Boston. And from what his market value is looking something like three years, 30 million, and three years, 28 million, something like that. You know, Boston had three interceptions last year, but he fits that frame that we need, that six foot one, you know, 196 pounds, you know, he's he's got some speed to him too. And putting him on the back end would allow Landon Collins to do the things that he does, but you know, best, playing the strong a little bit more. And I'm just not convinced with Monte Nicholson couple other guys to take a to maybe take a quick look at uh, Justin Simmons from the Denver Broncos who is probably going to be real pricey his market value is, is like 5 years, 72 million which is completely nuts but i expect Simmons to reset the complete market for safeties at this point or at least strong safeties he's 6 foot 2 he had 4 interceptions last year he's 26 years old i mean his kid's got a lot of upside in that same conversation is Anthony Harris Harris is 6 foot 1 Went to UVA, he actually is from my hometown, went to L.C. Byrd High School, had six interceptions last year. Now, I feel like this guy is about to write his own ticket. His market value is five years, $69 million, and I'm pretty sure that Minnesota is not going to chase that money because they don't have it like that. 13.8 per year is what he's seeking. He probably will get more than that once teams get out here and get bidden on him. I view Trey Boston as the best option there for us. And I view it that way because I feel like he probably already has a connection with Ron Rivera from his time playing for the Panthers already. Also, the Redskins are in line to add at least one corner, maybe two. At the top of that list is an, also another former Panther, six foot one, three interceptions in 2019, James Bradbury, who's actually 26 years old and was the guy who replaced Josh Norman in Carolina. It would be kind of ironic if he showed up in Washington to replace Josh Norman here. Now, there are some older options out there that are available, but I was kind of looking at you know guys in the 25 to 30 range. I even feel like maybe Chris Harris, a guy that plays for the Broncos now, may be a little bit too old for our situation at 30 years old. And he's only 5'10", and I feel like he doesn't really fit the mold of what we're looking for. In a perfect world, we'd go out and grab a guy like Byron Jones. But at fourteen point one million a year, which is probably what he's going to command, um, you know that's we're not going to be anywhere sniffing any Byron Jones. somebody is going to pay him big dollars to play, and we all know it ain't going to be the Cowboys because they got to put their money in Dak now. A few other names to keep an eye on, though. Kendall Fuller was with us before. Twenty-five years old, he did miss several games last year with an injury, and he has had some injury issues in his career. But we could probably get him back in a mid-tier contract somewhere, probably a two- to three-year area. Uh, Another guy to keep an eye on, Bashad Breeland. I know that Ron Rivera likes him because he brought him into Carolina after he left us in free agency and was willing to sign him to a multi-year deal, and then it fell through because Breeland got hurt on an out-of-the-country trip, some freak accident where he cut his foot or something of that nature. And uh, I never had a problem with Breeland. I think that the problem was with management at that point in time, Bruce Allen, not wanting to pay him. Just real quick, three linebackers I think the Redskins should take a look at. Michael Kendricks, Barvadius, Mingo, and Blake Martinez. You know, Martinez is 26 years old, coming off a pretty decent season, but Mingo and Kendricks are both, you know, mid-tier kind of guys that could be plug-and-plays, that could step in and play roles for the team immediately at the outside linebacker positions. I know that Washington probably already has a, a Mike linebacker, but I'm I'm really interested to see what they do with the weak and the strong side to see how things work out with that. I guess we're really not going to know until camp how all that goes. And I do think that they'll probably draft the guy. But those are just food for thought. Three guys right there that are actually worth targeting. And the last two sets of, of players that I want to look at are, uh, are, in my opinion, not really areas of immediate needs. But also are areas that I believe we can improve in. And with the new coaching staff, some of these areas, I'm not so certain what they may want to do. But taking into account that we can't afford the top-tier guys that are, you know, that are out there, I feel like maybe we should take a flyer on some running backs. Now, three that came to mind immediately are Jordan Howard, Kareem Hunt, and Kenyon Drake. Now, Hunt is 24 years old. Everybody pretty much knows the situation now. It was a sticky situation in Kansas City. He had a really good year that first year, and then he got released behind some stuff. And then he went with the Browns, and after he served his suspension, it looked like things picked up really well for him. I feel like he could probably hit free agency and get maybe a mid to lower tier contract year or two kind of thing. Somebody's going to pick him up and use him extensively. I don't know if it'll be Washington. I just said maybe a flyer. But Kenyon Drake who at 26 years old, I feel like could be a workhorse back for a team, but if you put him on our team with the running backs you already have and couple it in there, you could have a system. Now, I like what Drake brings to the field as far as being a pass-catching back that could also run the ball down team's throat. At 26 years old, he's got plenty of gas left in the tank, and he'd be back with his Alabama brethren. I feel like if the money's right with Drake, that they may actually make a move on this guy. I've actually heard through the grapevine from a few of the beat guys that this is somebody that Ron Rivera is interested in. Four years, $22 million is what his market value is sitting at, five and a half a year. Now, I'm not so convinced that the Cardinals are not going to try to make a play on this guy and try to keep him. Now, that brings me to the last position I really wanted to touch on, and that's wide receiver. Now, an argument could be made that the Redskins should stick with just drafting guys, stay young, and stay cheap on the offensive side of the ball for now until they get things right with their quarterback. But I, in fact, see some players on this list that could actually help the Redskins. Now, in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, I feel like if the Cowboys let Amari Cooper step out there and be on the free agent board, that every team in the NFL should be taking a look at, at him. At 26 years old, that kid's got nowhere to go but up, and he's unbelievable. He is the only player, though, that I feel like would be worth kind of going out of your league, you know, to chase with a contract on this list, in my opinion. I will say that there is one other guy that's maybe halfway there, and that's Robbie Anderson, but his market value is something like four years, $48 million. That's like $12 million a year, man. That is, to me, that's. Way up there for a guy that's not even a thousand yards a season, kind of you know, receiver. I just can't see it. And in my opinion, playing next to Terry McLaurin, he probably won't be a normal quote unquote number one. A couple other names that jumped out to me Randall Cobb. I mean, I, I love Randall Cobb, but he's only 29 years old. He, he, everybody probably thinks the guy is ancient, but last year he had 55 catches for 828 yards, three touchdowns. And he was one of the security blankets that Dak Prescott got really used to for a while. Emmanuel Sanders is on this list, but I feel it like, you know, at 32 years old, that Sanders is probably looking for one more ring. And he's probably not going to get that with us this year. But he did have 66 catches for 869 yards and five touchdowns last year, which is really good for a guy his age. I've always liked Sanders. You know, that skill set he brings is really good, and he's still like scary good as we sit right now but there's one name that jumps out on his board right now to me and that's Devin Funches at 6 foot 4 he has experience playing with Ron Rivera before um, in Carolina you know he only played one game last year he broke his collarbone and was put on IR and Indianapolis is is probably not going to bring him back i feel like the Redskins could probably get a prove it contract with Funches And, you know, his size mixed in with McLaurin and already what they had with Steven Sims and other pieces. I feel like this could be a player that we could really plug in and do something with. And it's a size piece that we've been looking for for a while, which was what attracted me to Robbie Anderson as well. Now, as I stated at first, I feel like the Redskins can probably bring in two to three top tier free agents this year and possibly two to three, maybe even four mid tier and a couple lower tier if needed. And I feel like um, Ron Rivera will definitely try to go after his kind of guys. Um, Does that mean Mario Addison and other players like that? Like I said, Van Roten earlier. Uh, It's it's going to be certain guys that fit a Ron Rivera mold. And he's going to bring those guys, and those guys might fall into the mid-tier, low-tier kind of areas. So be ready for those kind of guys as well. Now, free agency is going to start on Sunday. I will be around, and I will be making videos as things happen, so kind of keep an eye out for that. Let me know your opinions down below, who you think we should target that I haven't talked about already. Or maybe, you know, if if you agree with me, let me know down below. But um, that's about all I got for today. Hail to the Redskins, y'all. Peace.